0: You're listening to the Dungeons, Dragons, and Psychology Podcast. Whether you're a seasoned dungeon master with a library of campaign sagas under your belt, or a fledgling player eager to embrace the realm of tabletop role-playing games, you might have already encountered moments when the rules of the game become as intricate as the dungeons you explore, and sometimes arguments over those rules as well. I'm Robert Walker, author of Session Zero, the DMG to writing great campaigns in any system, and this is my show where I teach collaborative storytellers how to have more immersive campaigns using psychology. And today, we're embarking on a journey into an often labyrinthine world of rule disputes. Before we dive into the techniques for resolving them, let's equip ourselves with a deep understanding of the landscape in which these disputes unfold. It's akin to surveying the landscape before embarking on a quest, a vital step in preparation for the adventure ahead. Rule disputes often emerge from the interplay between two perspectives the rules as written in the game, and the rules as intended by the game designers. The former hinges on the strict interpretation of the wording, while the latter seeks to grasp the spirit and intention behind those words. These differing viewpoints can ignite disagreements, particularly when the rules are not crystal clear. Rule disputes can be a dynamic interplay between the players and dungeon masters. Players might feel that a rule is being misapplied while a dungeon master might assert their interpretation in the interests of game balance or narrative consistency. And the power dynamic between these two perspectives can intensify disagreements. Within the vast realm of tabletop RPGs, there's also the fact that many gaming groups develop their own house rules or table agreements. These are tweaks or modifications or additional rules that the group collectively agrees upon to tailor the game to their preference. However, these very house rules can often become the seeds of rule disputes if they're not discussed and agreed upon in advance. So as we navigate this terrain of disputes, remember that there are rules are an inherent part of tabletop RPGing. And... They challenge us to think critically and communicate effectively and find creative solutions, skills that in turn enrich not just our gaming adventures, but our skills that are applicable to our everyday life. So let's get into the techniques for dispute resolution. This is the art of finding common ground. We need to explore this art while preserving the harmony and enjoyment of our tabletop adventures. Rule disputes, when they are handel- handled adeptly, they can be catalysts for growth and cohesion within the gaming group. So here's a toolkit of techniques that might help you in resolving these disputes. First, effective communication lies at the heart of resolving rule disputes, of all disputes really, but encourage your players to express their interpretations and concerns clearly and respectively which you as the dungeon master should also do for them. Create an open and inclusive atmosphere where everyone's voice is heard without interruption. That is a key. And then engage in active listening. If you're not having the time to share, you need to be actively listening to ensure that all viewpoints are considered. Then there's the references. The rule books are your guiding tomes in the world of tabletop RPGs. And when a rule dispute arises, consult the relevant rulebook. Use it as a tool uh, together as a group. It's a collaborative approach that you can use to find an official ruling if it exists, or you might be able to just clarify any ambiguous language. Having a physical or a digital copy of the rulebook accessible during gameplay will really help this process and provide a clear and definitive answer. Next, acknowledge the vital role that the Dungeon Master has as the arbiter of rules during the game. In the heat of the moment, when a decision must be made swiftly, let the Dungeon Master rules stand. Let him make a ruling or her make a ruling, and however, remember, it's equally important to establish a culture where the rulings made during play can still be revisited after the session for a more in-depth discussion if necessary. Oftentimes, this is something our group, I believe, has been pretty good at. The Dungeon master will sometimes say, "Okay, you know what? here's how I'm ruling for now. If you guys want to find or make an argument in between sessions, then please feel free to revisit this and then everybody will just sort of go on and it will stay that way for the remainder of the session. Sometimes at the very end of session, people will already have found uh, their references in the rule books and make their arguments, or it'll be done via text or a phone call or. Uh, Before the beginning of the next game, but it's a very effective way to keep a game moving when you have a disagreement. Also, you can look at the idea uh, for rules that are particularly ambiguous or contradictory. Consider the idea of table consensus. Engage in an open dialogue of uh, what sort of the options could be, especially with house rules or table agreements. Discuss and debate and then come to a shared understanding. You can even actually hold a vote on the way that a rule should interact with the world. This approach can foster a lot of collaboration and give everybody a sense of ownership, which can engage them more in the story and feel like the rule is fair if they feel like they have partial ownership of it. Also remember in the midst of a rule dispute, keep the overarching goals of player agency and the narrative of your game in mind. Sometimes it might be more beneficial to rule in favor of the narrative or in favor of player agency, even if it means bending the rules slightly. The story and the player's immersion in the game should be paramount considerations when it comes to rules. And many tabletop RPG systems offer rule variants for optional rules that allow additional customization and flexibility. There's often a hardcover book that just is designed with supplemental or different rules. So you might want to consider if any of these variants might be better suited for your group's preferences, especially when it comes to a dispute. If there's something they just can't agree on, see if there's an alternate rule that you might like better. Be open to experimenting with them and making sure that everybody's on board if you do decide to use one. Also strive for consistency when you are applying rules. Once a ruling has been made and agreed upon, maintain that precedent and use that in future situations. This approach can help reduce confusion and builds predictability into your game and ensures fairness between the way that rules are enforced. And one other thing you might want to consider is having a scheduled, dedicated rules discussion Outside of gameplay, but it can be a whole session just to provide an opportunity for the group to address lingering rule disputes or clarify house rules or even brainstorm new ways to enhance the gaming experience. Whatever you do, if you get into a place where arguments become tense or terse or emotions run high, you will have to know how to handle emotions and conflict. That is a big part of resolution and while mastering the techniques you should understand that it's crucial. Rule disputes can stir strong feelings and knowing how to navigate emotional waters is a key to maintaining harmony in your group. So let's talk about how to manage emotions and resolve uh, your conflicts constructively. First you need to recognize that emotions run high and you need to, to encourage all participants to be emotionally aware not just of themselves, but of their fellow players. Acknowledge that it is normal to feel passionate about the game, but emphasize the importance of maintaining respect and composure for one another. If a rule dispute escalates and emotions start to flare, you might want to consider implementing a cool-off period. This could involve taking a break from the game, allowing everybody to step away from the table for a short amount of time, collect their thoughts, and regain an emotional equilibrium. And a simple pause like this can prevent a conflict from spiraling out of control pretty well. We have used this one at our table, and it does work. Also, in situations where a rule dispute becomes a consistent source of tension, especially amongst specific players or with the entire group, it it could be really helpful to have private discussions outside of the gaming session. Have individuals with differing viewpoints sit down and discuss their concerns calmly. These conversations can provide a safe pace for uh, dialogue and problem-solving. And if it becomes more complex, or if this persistent conflict continues, consider the possibility of group mediation. This could involve a neutral third party, someone who's not directly involved in the dispute, to facilitate a discussion and help find common ground. A mediator will help ensure fairness, encouraging active listening and guiding the group hopefully to finding a resolution. You should always be working to equip your gaming group with conflict resolution skills that extend beyond the gaming table. That's one of the great things about this game is these skills can can benefit you in the real world. So learning these techniques like active listening and using I statements and finding areas of agreement that... uh, People can, can find shared agreement points on these are valuable tools in resolving rule disputes, but also real world disputes. And it can help you maintain positive interpersonal dynamics. Sometimes these rule disputes can arise from feelings of exclusion or uh, unequal participation. If that happens, if you notice that that might be the heart of a dispute, then Dungeon Masters and players should strive to, to foster inclusivity, encourage the quieter players to voice their opinions, and make space for creative solutions, ensuring everybody has the chance to feel heard and valued. And, and always recognize that conflicts like this, including rules disputes, can be very transformative learning experiences. They can offer an opportunity for growth, both as individuals and as a gaming group. That's why you want to encourage your players to reflect on what you've learned when you resolve a dispute and how you can apply these lessons to future challenges. Maintaining and managing a peaceful playtable table by, by managing emotions and resolving these conflicts isn't just about ensuring smoother gameplay. It's about cultivating a supportive and enjoyable social experience you that's why we want to prioritize emotional awareness and open communication and constructive criticism or resolution techniques like all of these things should be considered and and let's go a little bit deeper into learning from our disputes because growth and game enrichment are very important rules disputes often bring areas of light to the game that require clarification these moments Encourage players and the dungeon master to revisit rulebooks and explore errata or consult other official sources like discussion boards to see how other people have answered these problems. The result of all of this is you can come away with a deeper understanding of the game mechanics and that will lead to smoother gameplay in the future. And through the resolution of your disputes, you can establish a sense of consistency with your gaming group. Once a ruling has been made and agreed upon, it sort of becomes a precedent and that guides your future interactions and your future decisions. The predictability fosters a very stable gaming environment where your players can focus on the storytelling and the strategy rather than worrying about shifting interpretations of the rules. And and when the rules of the setting don't just work, it could prompt discussions about house rules and other table agreements. These conversations can be valuable for Refining or fine tuning your own group's preferred gaming experience. If you are openly addressing rules that don't align with your playstyle or your group's expectations, then adapt the game to better suit your collective vision. And that is something you can learn through having to go through these disputes. We've already mentioned a couple times that this process cultivates problem solving skills. Both you and your players can learn to analyze situations critically and consider other people's viewpoints and negotiate a compromise. This is a skill that extends beyond the gaming table, so embrace it. And lastly, rule disputes can strengthen the bonds within your gaming group. When you're facing challenges together and working through disagreements and finding solutions, you can collectively create a sense of camaraderie. This shared experience of overcoming a interpersonal challenge together can create memories that enhance the overall enjoyment of the game. So just remember, rule disputes are not mere hurdles to be overcome. They are opportunities for growth and learning and game enrichment. If you embrace them as integral elements of your tabletop experience, you could discover that they contribute to a more vibrant and rewarding gaming journey and to your everyday life. That is all for today. Just a reminder, I'm on short episodes still as I come to the last couple of weeks here of my master's program. Very, very close, my, my friends and my cyclothids. I'm so excited. As always, you can get in touch with me through Instagram, dungeons underscore dragons underscore psychology, where you can find a link to the link tree and a link to become an official cyclothid by joining our Patreon and supporting the show. Uh, As always, your ratings and reviews are appreciated to keep the show growing and let it find new ears and new cyclothids to be shared with. Until next time, my friends, we'll see you next session.